Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Global Industry Spotlight. My name is Daniel Crane, and I am the Director for the Secret of Entrepreneurship. Every Thursday, we talk with different organizations, businesses, and entrepreneurs who are you know, building new things, new technologies, or have new ideas or new models that they're presenting to kind of help the creative industries move forward. Um, just a, a, a kind of quick update about what's happening at CCE. We're really excited for our second Club Creative um, event happening next Tuesday. We teamed up with Mezco Collective, which is a, a film collective that's focused on BIPOC and women filmmakers. And we're presenting Latinx Women in Film. It's gonna be a fantastic event that we're going to uh, show virtually. So please go check it out. Go to our website at cceglobal.org, click on events, you can find out more information. Again, that is next Tuesday uh, at 7 p.m. and we'll be live on YouTube. Um, and if you go to our website and click on events, you can see all of the different workshops, resources that we have um, happening for you on a weekly basis. But let's get to uh, let's get to business. So um, I've had a really a really great run of talking to um, different entrepreneurs in the creative industries on an international level. Uh, Jonas and I had a, had a wonderful conversation um, about a week ago or two weeks ago, who knows what time is, but I think it's a week ago. Um, and we, and he's, you know, building a lot of really, you know, interesting things for uh, music tech. Um, he has a lot of experience in producing records. Um, he, he owns his own and founded his own marketing comp company that supports talent and kind of, he has a lot of new ideas of how to push the music industry uh, and music production forward. So um, let's bring him into the conversation and uh, get, get it started. Hi, Nas, how are you? Hey, I'm pretty good. Good, well, um, so I think just to kind of give everyone a background on you, can you, can you talk about, um, you know, how your career in music began and then how it's kind of morphed into what it is right now um i did uh well the beginning i was a teenager and i fell a lot with music and played with punk bands and then i started to buy you know by the time i started to buy some drum machines um in you know in my teenagers it was the end of the 90s and i just got into music um, really quickly came along, you know, Logic. We just spoke about like Logic 4.7 was the first version I used. And uh, kind of took off there, learned all the other tricks uh, of every other Pro Tools. Then Ableton came pretty sure around the 2000s. It was really exciting. Um, kind of coming from, that's how it all started for me but basically through punk rock and electronic music kind of combined together. And uh, that's what basically drove it together, yeah. And yeah, so. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, I, I think it's interesting too, because, you know, and you and I have had this, we talked about this, and you start with punk rock, you start with electronic music, and now, you know, in, and, and, you know, moving forward, you produced records and you did a lot of work, mm -hmm. but now you're one, you're building, you know, a, a, a new music technology. 
And, and two, you, you've also developed, and I'd like to talk about both of these things. Um, I, I loved your ideas of how to, um, you know, properly for musicians who are, you know, um, coming up, what, you know, managing talent. Um, yeah. But I think the first thing that let's talk about is let's talk a little bit about what you're building uh, for the AI. <laughs> yes. So coming out of, you know, starting to work with these kind of uh, softwares already early on, 20 years ago now, if you think about it. Um, so then I basically started my career as a producer as young. So I've done hundreds and hundreds of releases and then kind of got to knowledge technology at the same time. And there was always the, you know, oh my God, I wish I would have this kind of a tool. And then there would come something up, oh, you wish some kind of things. And now with the technology we have available to us, we kind of found a really simple solution to use machine learning technology to power uh, some instruments like a, like a bass player and which is kind of easy monophonic thing to produce but um, we've been really excited about that and the idea comes from um, this you know as from the community of music producers so I've done music for pop and really experimental and in the old world if you think about it, the merit where music is, is about sound. But if we bring, you know, a lot of people are scared of machine learning, like musicians or like machines playing, taking humans' jobs away or, or talents even now. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's exciting because I've, we've seen that before happen with drum machines and synthesizers in the 70s. And then what they did actually was create a new genre of music like the 808 or the 909. Mm -hmm. um, so it has a kind of similar, I think, approach us to develop. And it's like you can completely twist it around and make it do something a human couldn't do. Right. It's a philosophy kind of approach. That's interesting. So and you're thinking about um, so AI may create a new genre for us. Well, it, it's that's <laughs> I would I like approach it. that question philosophically. What is yeah. the AI? Like, right. is it um, a closed, you know, you, you make an algorithm, you start to feed it. So it's controlled machine learning. Or do you, you know, let the machine learn access the internet and therefore kind of un understand that and suck in the information out of that? So I think in two different ways of using it um so yeah, it's very philosophy like how what is an ai is it it's not like a connected network of one one um, one thinker it's more different algorithms that are just kind of live and working with the times with you constantly when the music whatever you feed it basically. so that's kind of exciting yeah and then and can you other, can yeah Sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, no, I was gonna ask about the the actual process of the technology that you know mm -hmm. that creates this this thing that you're building. So you want to hit the so basically the idea is that you um, have a song 
or you just have a song that you analyze. So maybe you are in a situation that you've already made a song and you don't have a baseline or you need a baseline. Then you can, it basically analyzes the songs, sends it to a cloud and comes back in a couple of seconds. Um, the genre and the moods are basically two different paragraphs. We say maybe styles and moods. And those are the parameters you work with. And then the output is random in a sense of, of like live and, and you capture it while it's playing through MIDI. So then you can then use that. For example, you can route it to another MIDI instrument, external MIDI instruments, um, or we have this specific sets of sounds that it's easy maybe to play around with first to understand, which is then connected with the moods and styles maybe. Mm -hmm. But another way we were thinking is using any song in the world to be analyzed and inspired. So that's going to be a really interesting feature. So you can basically tap in um, any song you want to hear and you're going to get inspired by that and you'll read the same information and then output. It's simple yeah. as that. And because... <laughs> yeah. Um... I mean, it's fascinating, and and this is you know you're you're focused on bass playing, but the idea is that maybe this could you know expand into other instruments. Exactly. As well. So we have a series of tools that we're building. Therefore, this being the first one, the bass player, it's simple and maybe something you use and um, you know could be a great approach. So of course we have going to have a um, another product lined up for next spring is hopefully a, a riff maker and a top liner. And then we're really putting a lot of emphasis on the polyphonic composer type of uh, plugin that would be kind of a keyboard player, but also basically a composition tool more that is based on the same uh, machine learning, mm -hmm. which is going to be more hard that's, and pretty rip. That's going to be something. So we're, we're basically building this MVP for now until February. We'll have all the data we need for that marketing, testing, piloting. And then we're gonna start to pitch and get investments uh, for the four more pieces. Right. And especially the polyphonic one, which is gonna be probably ready in a year's time. That's amazing. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's way more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> But it's right. that's exciting. It's possible. We have a suggestion system already, which is really nice. And it's all you, you can read the score. It's just score. You know, it's written for hundreds of years music. So it is not that hard of a mathematic equation. But it, the feeling is always the thing, I think. And, and then also the parametrics of of Hey, twist, getting inspired like sidechain is an interesting mm -hmm. feature we're going to have, which it obviously makes you almost already groove with somebody. So if you would we have, for example, a live mode, would have, this is one of the future developments. So every time you, you can sidechain to your kicks or your drummer, you always, when you kick, the bass drummer comes with you and play mm -hmm. in the guitar. Mm -hmm. And you can also learn if you play it once the song, it'll follow. 
yeah it's i mean it's funny because um in one of the groups i've been playing in we've been trying to find bass players uh to kind of you know <laughs> play under our you want to replace it? <laughs> yeah you can make it, we can make it. Uh, actually you know once once yeah, once, is once running, has, has his tools, you know, you can, you can test them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I you know, for me too, it's like, uh, you know, bass lines for songs are, you, they're, they're so important. Even though you may not hear it, you know, it may not be front and center. Like mm. it is for a lot of, for a lot of songs, it is the song, like the bass line, right? Um mm -hmm. You know, I mean, obviously, especially, you know, if you're going to like Motown and stuff like that, these are like iconic bass lines. Mm -hmm. But um, but even in any kind of rock music, um, you know, it's yeah, it's definitely, definitely can. It's a strong part. It's just, you know, get making groovy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, I think <laughs> I love bass lines. So it's a nice <laughs> approach towards the first kind of uh, instrumental. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and is, so, you know, this tool is built and basically, you know, the, is the hope that everybody will be able to kind of be a producer, right? Because now they don't necessarily need to learn how to play music or learn, you know, chords and harmonies and melody and all that kind of stuff, you know, um, or, or do you see it more as like a supplemental uh, tool for already existing producers to kind of, you know, add to their their package well i think basically uh with our you know our tools and and a buyout or like a long-term idea is to generate some kind of uh music making tool with using the same data analytics and, and have like a fun tool for kids or making right. videos for themselves and you know having some soundtracks or rehearsing or making songs whatever you want to use it or uh also kind of yeah. research ideas to just use everything wrong, like do what the, nobody else does, see what happens. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Right. What, New technology in the hand, in the hands of humans, you know, yeah. so, creative, you know, mm. and then obviously our, our kind of prime major prime target group right now is all music makers, producers in every genre uh, that work in the DAW. So, that kind of we're going there first so the first models are not maybe for for an app kind of design yet or in a sense of right. um being more of kind of a professional tool still but that's that's a growing market um in the last couple of years crazy how much like people buy software so right. we're actually really excited to hit that market which is really cool so there's a lot of music content being created and it's just, it's just kind of a helpful tool. Yeah. Well, you know, I definitely want to say, you know, we're, we're wishing you the best on, on the, the launch of that. And it's going to be, you know, really incredible. I can't wait to check it out. It's an um, exciting so thing to... because we could talk about it for hours because there's always something yeah. new to figure out. What if? Right. And it all goes into yeah. the day that we're inputting it constantly. Yeah. So shifting away from the, um, the AI tool, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, uh, the marketing company. So is it IKI or just Icky? 
or I, it's IKI. Yes. I, okay. Iki, so, um, Iki. Mm -hmm. okay. So, uh, when we, when we talked last, I appreciated you, you had some ideas about automation and mm -hmm. how to build, um, you know, really helpful tools for, you know, have success. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so basically the idea comes out of the strategy, how we build, uh, career development in, in our company, EK marketing. So we do talent development is kind of a fine management term. So you can buy services or consulting, uh, and we, we usually put it, you know, make a brainstorm session, a plan and. And we say one year, this much it's going to cost, or one and a half years, or third, six months, whatever is the kind of the target. And it can be like getting to a show, or it can be getting from nothing to a, a festival slot or, or a first radio play. So we started to think, well, we could automate so many parts of this process as a management company or talent developers, like. Is it marketing, which parts and stuff in music? So I started to break it down and we, we started to collecting data and doing these campaigns. And what we realized it's usually about uh, every project is very different. So you can't really follow the same model ever. Like do PR here, do radio here, do this there. And uh, like a lot of campaigns in the old school world did work like that. But because it's so, every the medias are so spread, influences have changed. So it's easier to just, um, you can't just basically copy the same pl plan every time. So therefore you start, you could basically say, I have this month of money, 3000 euros or dollars. And, you know, I have six months and I'm going to reach 1 million followers or plays. And then you could start to basically uh, a, a talent development tool, which is automated, could basically calculate what genre you have to input a lot of data, which is defining your presence, a lot of APIs to different uh, platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and, and Spotify, and getting that data. So it starts to follow your genres, suggest you playlists, suggest you different third-party things. If you want to increase your playlists, do, these are the service providers. This many people have in this genre, these lists and et cetera. So you can point out milestones really easily on a web browser. And then it follows, calculates constantly how much you can spend that, for example, on target marketing and on press or what, what is, what would be the press highlights that you'd get in that genre that sounds a little bit like this and this. And again, using audio clips and the input data of the client or whoever. And then you basically scale all kinds of campaigns. Um, so you can just make, make points, always one progress point, progress point, suggestion, suggestion, and follow the path. And you can change the path almost like an Excel. Let's change these numbers here. Maybe it'll help the path because this is working. This isn't working <laughs> kind of. So then you economically basically produce a campaign that would have the most benefits. So which is basically yeah. you do. So it, you can implement that into a career of an upcoming or an already established because it would suck all the data from the internet about that, you know, project, specific project. 
Yeah, my uh, my wife wears a T-shirt that says uh, "Data is greater than opinion," um, and uh, <laughs> well, you know, and I, and I I think about that, right? It's like you can think everything is data if you think about. Yeah. It. That's how I think. Like I'm sucking it with my eyes, data in. I see that's also data. <laughs> I'm just inputting it somewhere else at some right. point. So yeah. it's just reality, yeah. so, I guess. Yeah, I don't so, know what it is. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, well, but I, I, I like the idea of when, you know, because a lot of people, you know, will pay $3,000 to a, a publicist, you know, mm. who might get them a couple of, you know, um, you know, some good reviews and maybe a show. But but the fact that you're really talking about um, we, you know, building a campaign that is based upon, you know, data that you are looking at and seeing and customizing the you know that to the model to what is actually already existing i think is mm -hmm. you know is great um and important because you know i mean i played in a lot of bands and uh, well, you have, people you know, have this assumption that music you know they don't understand in that way you can basically oh that's how much income there comes and then you can input events and you know, all kinds of sorts of different, it really expands into so many different sheds all the time, the possibilities and suggestions it does. It's really, that's why we need a lot of campaigns to basically input the data, but it's pretty much there just to step how to like do something, which is the idea is that it would suggest all kind. if you're starting up a, do you think about all this kind of showcase festivals? Their submitting time is now. It's two weeks from now. Suddenly, do you have that? Are you thinking about making a video? This is where you know, in Fiverr or somewhere else, people are doing it. This for this cheap, or what's your budget? You could fit in. You need to do marketing. Here's content, etc., etc., etc. So right. It's a lot of uh, it's a multi it's a, and I want it to be used online only if possible in the browser, and kind of um, not as a standalone app. But I don't know if that's the best UX yet. But that's the kind of idea, the best at least the starting point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and the fact that the the user will you know or the client will have access to view everything and and, and see what's happening i think is also really important um yeah you know that, trans that transparency yeah. yeah that transparency Trans helps you know improve the relationships for sure mm -hmm. and um, you see in your own eyes kind of oh that didn't work but that does work right. Um, right and and sometimes surprise happens or something you can just make a really good product and make a really good plan and you just hit everybody who likes that thing and it's basically what you know the tools are out there kind of lurking all that data is swimming in the sea of the internet we just can tap into it in one source kind of use it for advantage mm -hmm. right right well you know i um I, i'm i'm grateful that you and i are connected i i appreciate uh you know learning about you know the the tool that you're building with the bass player, um, and also hearing about you know different ideas of how to move the industry forward. You know how to give products to musicians and producers that can help them um, mm -hmm. help them be successful. 
Uh, and also, you know, I, I love the idea of, you know, new technology in the hands of, you know, humans and kind of seeing how they interact with it and how they, you know, create, you know, new sounds um, and new ideas. Um, so I, I want to, you know, thank you for coming on with us today. Um, mm -hmm. I know it's afternoon. It's afternoon there. Later, early no. evening. Early evening. Yeah. There? It's yeah. Six thirty. <laughs> Six twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> again, um, you know, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to to talk with us today. We definitely will be. We'll stay in touch. Um, and uh, thanks again. Thanks. Thank you very much for your. 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, there you have it, everyone. Um, that was Jonas Provinen uh, um, from Finland, uh, musician, producer, engineer, concept developer. Um, he's building, you know, kind of new tools for a new generation of, you know, industry, um, tech tools for uh, producers, and then thinking about how do we collect data for musicians to have success, you know, with touring, with growing their careers. Um, really a lot of interesting stuff. I'm gonna just put in here below, uh, here is the marketing company that he founded and is a part of. Um, if you're interested in getting in touch with him, um, you can uh, contact me and uh, and I will, uh, I will definitely link up with Jonas. Um, again, my name is Daniel Crane. I am the program director for the Center for Creative Entrepreneurship. Um, we work on building um, and helping uh, entrepreneurs have success in their industries. Um, the global industry spotlights are, you know, we've really been learning um, about the industry in different countries, talking to people from France, from Finland, um, Iceland. And it, it's been really helpful for, for me to learn about what the industry looks like and what are, what are the things that are happening um, in those countries. Um, so uh, again, I wish everyone uh, a wonderful uh, rest of their day. Um, take care, and we will uh, see you next week. All right, everyone. Take care.